0: Welcome to Challenging Christianity. I'm your host, Rebecca Kinnestrand. Do you consider yourself spiritual but non-religious, agnostic, or maybe you grew up in a church but don't believe what you were taught there anymore? This podcast exists in that space between all-in or all-out religion. Join us in asking questions that challenge the notions of Christianity. Welcome to Challenging Christianity. I'm Rebecca Kinnestrand. My host, I'm the host. <laughs> My co-host, Daniel Dadashi, is next to me. And we have a guest in-house today who is um, Pastor Katie mccallum Sachi.
1: Pretty close. Dang McCallum-Sachie. I, uh, I like to make it Soxy. as hard as possible.
0: I'm the worst. No. <laughs> I've been told this 15 times. As
2: has <laughs> a, as a McCallum- person's last name, Dadashi. Yeah, yeah, I, I got you. People, people Don't miss, worry. McCallum-Sachie.
0: Miss- Sox- yeah. Okay, rhymes with Foxy, I heard. Yes. That's <laughs> correct. Um, I wanna get this out here challenging Christianity Podcast at gmail.com. So if you have questions you want us to answer, or if you hear things that you like or don't like, w- don't write us if you don't like it. But <laughs> write us if you have questions and we will answer those.
2: I <laughs> can write if you don't like it, we just might not listen. We might not yeah. listen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> We're positive here. Um so today I wanted to talk about fear, and I don't know why this came up in my brain uh, recently, but I just felt like it's, um, it's something that I've often thought about in the sense that fear seems to be at the basis of, well, almost any kind of evil I can think of. You know, I just really have sometimes equated in my journey that fear is evil and, and vice versa. And I also feel like in the, nebula of our world right now there just seems to be this angst going on and and a lot of fear not maybe that there was in times when it was war and things were really fearful and difficult but there's just this malaise out there about fear and it just drives so many bad behaviors I think and I am always reminded of um, perhaps I'm wrong about this but is the shortest verse in the Bible when Jesus says, do not be afraid or something
1: like that? It's not the shortest, but it, it's one of the most common things that be gets said afraid. in the Bible at all by anyone, including oh, Jesus. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Take it away. Tell me about the that. The shortest verse is Jesus wept. Oh, Jesus yeah. wept. There's right. just like okay. a bonus which, which Bible trivia. Which
2: our kids like to use as their, yeah. is their uh, verse of choice because it's yeah. the easiest to memorize. <laughs> Everyone Jesus can wept. handle it.
0: Jesus wept. Yeah. So and you were talking about something yeah, well, we, right before we started the interesting, podcast. Interesting
2: when you were talking when you when you said fear is at the heart of um I thought you were going to say religion in some ways Oh. because of that phrase the fear of god. Oh. And um I think it's tied to both bad and good in mm. religious circles. You it has that imagery of being at the heart of why someone would come to church as an insurance policy. Just oh, interesting. In case. So I I I hear that from people a lot. But it also makes me think of a children's program we did a couple years ago, where the main chorus was "Fear not." That's what the kids said. "Fear not, fear not. Don't be scared." Oh, it was good. See,
1: music always helps us remember things. I oh, know, yeah, always totally. you know, First memorized. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> easy. Yeah, no, I never even, wow, you know, the fear of God that maybe I've just rejected that so long ago that I was <laughs> like, it never even entered my head. Somebody says that, something like that to me, and I'm like, whatevs, you know? And, yeah, go tell somebody else, <laughs> right, so, But be not afraid is definitely, you know, the yep. I learned the song, be not afraid, I go before you always, like this is a thing. This is a yeah. huge topic within uh church. Right. So well,
2: so why is it the most common phrase that people say in the Bible?
1: Well, it's it, it, where it shows up generally is angels mm-hmm. and we think of mm-hmm. angels as like pretty floaty rainbowy wing, you know, creatures who get us parking spots or whatever. <laughs> right. But um but they in, bring in, us dinner when we're yeah, sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, guardian angels, like, that's not a thing in the Bible. The angels in the Bible are messengers.
0: Wait, there are no guardian angels in the Bible? That
1: might be a different podcast we should come back to.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, that's 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 not a thing. (laughs) So much. Yeah. I believed in guardian angels totally Until right
1: this minute. (laughs) Until right this second. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hold on a second while we all process. Okay. So... Um, angels, I mean, there's angels in the Bible, but they're messengers, they come with a specific thing to say to people. And the first thing they always say is, Fear not or do not be afraid. And my own theory about that is because it's too late, because people see them and are terrified. And yes. that's generally the reaction to angels. Right. Um, that, that people see them and are just freaked out. And so maybe <laughs> well, maybe they say fear not because they're like, No, really, it's just, it's <laughs> just fear not. Oh it's too late. I know
0: I'm really scary. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, that, so they say it a lot, but I, I think that the pull of fear and the, the evil that you're talking about that comes with fear or that's fed by fear. I mean, that definitely, you can see that all over the Bible. Um, I think that's one of the biggest struggles that humans have is Mm -hmm. it's so easy to be afraid. And it's so easy for us to teach each other to be afraid. And it's so easy to use fear to sell us all kinds of things, including yes. religion, over the years, oh, for sure. Yes. There's no Fear denying God, that, right? Get, get your butt to church, yeah, right? Exactly, right? <laughs> and yeah, so you can, like the, the story of um, Pharaoh in the Old Testament, Pharaoh is freaked out by not having enough food for himself and, you know, by extension, his people, but let's face it, mostly himself. I see. And so he, you know, stores up as much as he can and he just hangs on to it. And, and there's a great biblical scholar, Walter Brueggemann, who writes about his mindset as fear and scarcity. There's never enough, so you got to get all of it and right. hang on to it. Yes. And it, you, 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 you contrast that to one of the central stories of the Old Testament, which is manna. And God provides manna for the people of Israel after they escape from slavery, from Pharaoh. Um, And uh, he, yeah, Pharaoh once again. And God, God provides that every day. You wake up in the morning and there's manna. But if you try to hoard it, except on the Sabbath, you get to save extra. If you try to hoard it, it rots immediately. And I think that part of the message of that is God saying to the people, you got to be different than Pharaoh. Uh-huh. You can't, this isn't just about the food. This is about the, your attitude toward the world and life and me and who you are. Are you going to be a people of fear and scarcity? or Are you going to pe- be a people of trust and abundance? Mm-hmm. And it takes them 40 years worth of eating that stupid manna every day <laughs> to get to some point where they're ready to go back home and kind of set up shop. And I think a lot of that is trying to teach us not to... Given to fear all the time, and that's you know, it really, really tough, impossible. and you know,
0: almost impossible for me to imagine. And even with my relatively privileged upbringing, mm-hmm. you know, where I should have nothing to fear, um, having never starved and what have you, but yet, that I think it's that idea of scarcity like, hmm, I, m- I might have it today, but I might not have yeah. it tomorrow so yep. you know and that but how can we say I
2: mean that is true that is people. true and and, that is true and our culture puts a huge premium on protecting yourself and mm-hmm. being careful and saving for your retirement and how much should you save and how do you make sure that you protect yourself and your family and your which future? you actually
0: need to do it's a, does you the, do. Does the Bible how tell do you, us not to how say how for do you retirement?
1: The <laughs> yeah. word retirement only appeared now. What did
0: you say yeah. about my age, sixty-five? Um, yeah. So how do you? This is actually something that's really. It, it it's also so very difficult because. You can be very generous, but. Um,
2: how do we balance? How do you those balance? Yeah, yeah. How do you
0: balance not being stupid? Right, with being generous and not having the scarcity mentality, but also being thoughtful about life.
1: I have, you know, I've met very few people who were, who were in financial trouble because they were too generous. You know, like <laughs> I mean, I I understand the the oh, what you're saying, but mostly people get in financial trouble because of other reasons, right? right. All kinds of reasons, and they're complex. And I don't mean to dismiss all of that, but I think one thing that keeps us from generosity financially or even with our time, which is another place where we're taught to be pretty, to mm-hmm. operate with scarcity. Mm-hmm. And I mean, often we do have not a lot of time. Right, um, right. There is scarcity. But um, one thing that we're, we're told is, you know, well, hang on to what you've got. And that includes, like, don't be, you know, don't give it away too much. Again, I've never met anybody who gave away so much that they ended up poor.
0: That is a really good point. Well, and I want to take a little bit of a turn on this and get away from money and be more like, you know, when I was talking about fear being kind of the base of evil, I think about when I've ever done bad things, I mean, I know it's shocking, (laughs) but bad things in quotes, um, you know, I really think about those times and it's like there was usually some sort of fear at the bottom of that. Mm -hmm. It was something going on Mm -hmm. that drove me you know in the wrong direction and it tended to be some sort of fear and so you know everything from big evils that have happened in the world like scapegoating entire peoples and genocides to just on the daily ignoring people or you know the sense of the other and like of being fearful of the other and so what from the theology point of view do you have to say with regard to that kind of fear. I think
1: the hope of Christianity, the call of Christianity, is that we are um, called to to trust God in such a way that we're able to let go of our fear. Mm. And part of it is acknowledging that. I think saying what you're saying out loud, Rebecca, is so important to say, like, oh, I, I'm i willing to look back and even look at my life now and say, I can see where fear is acting on me. I think much of the way we we use fear against each other is not, we don't examine it at all. Right and um, it's
0: kind of on the daily. I think. Oh, most it's people, all the right? time. It's on it's the all daily, the time. and it yeah. sells us everything. Oh, so, yeah. oh, God. including you know your should... wrinkles.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Fear, yep. Fear of the gray that that hair that I cover hair, up on a regular basis. Yeah. The products yep. that places absolutely. Not totally. So it's 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 an economic engine, and it works, and that's why we still use it. I think, but um, but for one thing, at least Lutheran theology has this this core of. Of the importance of telling the truth that you say what it is and martin luther was big about that he made a lot of mistakes but one good thing he said was uh, what he called a theologian of the cross um, is someone who calls a thing what it actually is and i think if we can do that with fear and mm-hmm. name it and admit we all do it we can start to examine it and and the christian challenge then is how do we step away from that, put that down, let go of that, realize the toxicity of it. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, when Jesus talked about fear, he often said something like, this just, this isn't leading you to life. You know, Mm -hmm. I've come for you to have life and fear is not gonna make a life. Mm -hmm. Um, And no one ever said that walking away from it was gonna be easy, but but starting by saying, this is, this thing is killing us. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, imagine a world without fear
1: I don't even know how that would work, right? What
0: would it look like? Yeah. I mean, I I think we started the conversation with the idea that there are some fears that seem justified. You know, there people have justifiable fears from things mm-hmm. that have happened to them, and so yep, they have absolutely. fear of that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And obviously, if there was a lion about to pounce on me, I would be afraid. My amygdala would <laughs> yes. fly, you know, fight mm-hmm. or flight would kick in, and I would run away, or whatever you're supposed to do when you confront a lion. So yeah. I kind of, I get confused with that, as opposed yeah. to, like, be not afraid, you know. And I think that be not afraid is really talking about, for me anyway, anxiety. It's that way up at 3 in the morning, like, what's going to happen with my children? What's going to happen mm-hmm. with my new job? What's going to happen, you know, with finances or whatever it is that yep. you're so fearful of? Yep. Um, and how do you put that practice of be not afraid in effect? Mm-hmm. And how does Christianity help you do that?
2: To my mind, it's so personal. Yeah, the, the fears we have are often rooted in pain from childhood or or situations that we've personally been through and so for me I see um, Christianity as a very as a general way to look at fear but mm. it's not easy to solve that fear and that pain and that brokenness within ourselves it requires ugh, hard things like counseling <laughs> like self-reflection kitchen, uh-huh. and like meditation meditation uh-huh. and, and you yeah.
1: know actually I think that's a really important piece of it which is I think sometimes we we, we all do this I do this we think of Christianity as, as a set of things we think with our head mm-hmm. Um, and what can I how can I think differently so that I'm not afraid anymore mm-hmm. but know, it does matter what we think it matters what we think about God it changes a lot of things but Christianity is primarily a set of practices and the hope is that doing those things, like worship and prayer and communion, that over time they shape us into people who are turning more toward that vision of abundance and generosity mm-hmm. and less toward fear. I mean, the Christian mm-hmm. tradition also tells the truth, at least in the Lutheran tradition, which is like, we're pretty much always gonna screw it up. So we're gonna need <laughs> to to keep mm-hmm. coming back to this stuff over mm-hmm. and over again. The baptismal liturgy names all of that. You know, you. know, you may only be baptized once, but you, you come back to the promises of those waters over and over. So, for me, mm. moving away from thinking of Christianity as a set of ideas and more toward a set of practices mm. is helpful when we're thinking about how do we change something well, that's so it's so interesting because in when
0: you say practices i always think about yoga and it's like of course yeah. on day 1 of mm-hmm. yoga you can't even touch your toes right but maybe right. if you did it for 20 years you'd yeah. be pretty bendy yeah well, <laughs> and every time I'm i
2: have yet a... to find out but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well every time i'm in a yoga class i'm struck with how similar it feels to praying and to christian mm-hmm. practices mm-hmm. and the
1: breathing um, it, the, and... The,
2: the words are different but mm-hmm. the intention is not Mm-hmm. The intention feels like a prayer. Well, or, I often
0: get told, you know, make an intention for your practice today. And mm-hmm. I always, then I panic because I'm so anxiety ridden. I'm like, oh no, I don't have an intention. <laughs> or then I forgot it halfway through. I'm like, oh no, it won't come true. Like I'm throwing a <laughs> penny in a bucket or something. So like, many people have that same experience
1: that. though with prayer. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Right? They're like, right.
1: I don't know how to do this. And now I think I screwed it up. Oh, crap. What do I do? I did <laughs> it wrong again. You know, it's so Now I'm
2: thinking about me. Yep. Isn't that the Super wrong thing? Super
1: similar. You ask people to pray and they just get this look of terror on their faces. Oh,
2: there's, there's not a quicker way to get a group of high schoolers to shut their mouths. Then to say, I'm looking for a volunteer to lead prayer, <laughs> silence.
0: That's their next episode. We should talk about prayer. talk it about prayer. been on my list. And speaking of, um, we're out of time. So mm-hmm. I want to say whatever you think about fear or if whatever you think about what we talked about today, write to us at challengingchristianitypodcast at gmail.com. And we'll try to get your questions on the air. Thanks for listening. Thanks.